On today's episode of Locked On Lightning, I am back on YouTube, baby. And today we are going to be recapping the game from last night in which the Lightning won in OT. We're going to talk about that as well as the remaining games to end the year. So let's get to it. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. What's up, everybody? If you're watching this on YouTube, I am back after, I guess, a break? I, I don't know. We we were putting out some episodes in the summer, uh, kind of experimenting with that. We had Kenny Albert on. I believe we had the episode with Corey Perry on there as well. So if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for tuning in. Remember to hit that notification bell, like and subscribe, all that stuff. And if you like to follow us on our podcast platforms, go ahead and do that as well. At you know, on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Odyssey, wherever they pump out podcasts, we are there. So on today's episode, we'll be discussing, lightly recapping, recapping the game from last night. The Lightning once again eating up points. You know, I, I don't expect this team to win many games in regulation going forward. I've just made peace with it. If you've been listening to the show all year, if you have, thank you. This The team has really been frustrating me to an extent because really with the nature of what the schedule has been this year, the, the Lightning, in my opinion, needed to finish games within the, thir- the three periods that are allocated to them and not take those games into overtime because this team has played a ton of games, a ton of minutes over the last two seasons, and really they need all the rest they could get as this team is going to go is is in the middle of playing an 82 game season right now as well as you know if, if you're going to try and three-peat you know you got to get as much rest and 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 save that those minutes for the playoffs so as we all know by now if you're watching this on youtube or you're listening to me on your podcast platform the lightning won last night 5-4 in overtime and just looking at the stats and and just kind of going over the highlights after watching the game again it, it it went as well as ex- one might would have expected just because of all the players that were missing. Andre Vasilevsky being one of the big ones, Mikhail Sergachev, Anthony Sorelli, as well as head coach John Cooper. So no shortage of the big names missing in this game for Tampa. So really, you had guys that maybe some Lightning fans aren't exactly familiar with. You know, you had... Just looking at the roster last night, Sean Day, who the Lightning signed not too long ago. And of course, in that, the big question mark heading into this game was Maxine Legacy. And let's start there with Legacy because I was kind of on, I, I figured he was going to get, he, he was going to get the start. But at the same time, I was kind of hopeful that Hugo NFL was going to get the start just because he is the more well known prospect in the lightning organization so and and you kind of want to get a better look at him after not having a good juniors that as he had a couple of years ago but thus far i thought legacy handled himself pretty well this could have gone a lot worse i think four goals is where if you would have asked me before this game whether or not 
legacy, how many goals we was going to give. I think I probably would have pegged him for four as the over under. Uh, he had 27 saves on 31 shots. That is about 87%, which is fine. Uh, we're not going to see many, too many of him uh, for the rest of the season, hopefully. Uh, if we do, that means that the Lightning have huge COVID issues in this. So going over the stats, just you know, down the line between both teams, 37 shots on goal for the Lightning, uh, 52% in the faceoff circle, which is really what was the defining factor in this game. I have detailed it a lot on this show throughout the entire season in which the Lightning have immensely struggled at certain times in the face-off circle. So really being able to go into a game like this, and I and I said it in the preview episode that the Lightning were going to get a game out of the Montreal Canadiens. The, the, the Canadiens obviously are not a good team this year. They sit at the bottom of the Atlantic Division. But at the same time, they're one of those teams that whenever a, a bottom-dwelling team such as the Montreal Canadiens, and we've seen this the entire season with other teams that are not as good as Tampa – they're going to go out there and they're going to give you a game. They're going to bring a lot of energy. They're going to bring a lot of effort. They're going to play physical. And we saw that in this game. Canadians dished out 34 hits as well as the Lightning dished out 37 of their own. And then 14 blocks, which is something that is frustrating for the Lightning. Uh, the Canadians doing a very good job clogging up the shooting lanes, not getting, not allowing Tampa to really get a lot of uh, good looks on that. And, and it's, in that kind of game, when when a team is giving you that, you got to pepper the net. And the Lightning did a very fantastic – they did a very good job of that. So, really, you know, I could sit here for the whole 30 minutes and talk about all the things that the Lightning really could have done better. But after looking at what this game was and, and, and the outcome, and especially at this point in the season where – we, we just, you know, a lot of people don't realize we're coming off six days without hockey. This team really only practicing for maybe two or three of those. So I, I look at this game as, you know, a fantastic win, a fantastic first win after a long pause. Because really not, nobody really expected this to happen in terms of the Lightning getting as long of a break. You know, a couple of days here and there, yeah. But going into the Christmas break and, and really trying to start over again. Uh, I, a couple of players around the league have been saying, well, you know, this kind of it, it adds a little bit more excitement come back from this long pause because it, it kind of feels like the season is starting up again. And that's really what you kind of saw in this game early on, except for the two Braden point goals, which we'll get into in the second second segment, uh, just how great he has been all season long. But it it, it really it, it's really this this pause really presents a lot of pros and cons for the lightning. And thus far, we're seeing a lot of pros because the Lightning are a team of momentum. They, they, I think that the Lightning are at their best when they play more frequently. So obviously, I was a little, I was a little worried about what this team was going to be like, especially missing so many of their big time players. But obviously, they they lucked out with playing a team like Montreal to get back into it. So, you know, couldn't have asked for a better win. Couldn't have asked for a better win at home. Um, getting and, and continuing once again uh, something that they've been doing over the last month, and that is munching up points. Uh, just a little check into the the Atlantic Division standings right now, as it stands, the Lightning are in first place, of course, first place in overall in the league. So you know where the present trophy is very much well in grasp at this point in time. Forty six points. That's four ahead of the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are at forty two, and then you got Florida at forty. 
and then Detroit at 33, and then Boston is three points behind, and then it's just kind of a a three-team race of just trying not to be the worst team in the Atlantic Division between the Buffalo Sabres, the Ottawa Senators, and the Montreal Canadiens. So I have to say that, you know, as much as I would like to see more regulation wins, I I, I can't fault this team. I, I really can't. They're, they're doing everything right. They're finding ways to win. And that's really all you could ask for uh, from a team like this, especially with all the obstacles that they have faced. So speaking of obstacles, Braden Point has faced a ton of obstacles this season over the last couple of years, dealing with injury, as well as dealing with the same circumstances all his teammates have. So we'll talk about that in the second segment in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about one of today, one the only sponsor for today's show, and that is betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the College Bowl season as well as getting nearer to the NFL playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Well, go, go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the news, amazing offers available online where the game starts. So moving on, let's talk about Braden Point because Braden Point, and we've spoken in length about just how incredible of a player he has been for this team. Braden Point, and, and I predicted it this year, and obviously missing 14 games with an injury can derail that prediction. And he was well on his way to making me look like one of the smartest guys right now. But I predicted at the start of the season during the summer, that Braden Point was going to hit the 40 goal, 40 goal mark for the first time in his career. And it looked like by by all means that he was going to. Uh, he was on pace uh, through his first 16 games. He had, he had seven goals. So, I mean, thus far right now it stands through 17. That's nine. So really he's kind of picking up where he left off it seems like he hasn't missed a beat two goals in this game two alone in the first period and and really he as just you're just seeing a, a steady uh uptick in his production over the last couple of years and even over his last five even though they're so much very spaced out where the New Jersey game was really not a game that I think Braden wants to remember. Uh, minus three in the plus minus department and that only one shot in that game. And it seemed like, unfortunately, you never want to see a player get hurt. But getting hurt at that point in time may have been the best thing for Braden. Because if you look at his previous games before that, the Philly game on November 18th, the Islander game on the 15th, and then the the, the Panthers game on the 13th, he was having a fantastic go of it. Uh, he had three goals, as well as as well as uh, four four points in that stretch. So he was. It, it seemed like the the Jersey game was just one of those games where you just got to file that away and, and and not even think about it. And and really, what I'm trying to say with the whole brain point thing is that him being back in the lineup with everything that is going on, I think is the best thing for not only him, but as well as for this team. And 
that kind of goes into what I was discussing a couple, I believe on the previous episode or the episode before that, where I was saying that really, I don't see a reason as to why the lightning can't repeat at this point in time. And, and I was hesitant to throw that out there in the beginning of the season because there was so much that was unknown and it, and it's so difficult to repeat in sports. Well, well alone in hockey. So to ask this team, repeat or to expect this team to repeat is is a tall order but the way they're playing and then you add a player like Braden Point who it's crazy to think about how he is still if you look at if you ask any casual hockey fan who who are the top five top 10 excuse me top 10 maybe top 15 players in the National Hockey League I, I think that there would be a lot of people, if you asked 100 people, I think there would be close to 50% of those people that might leave Braden Point off their list. And we've seen it obviously close hand because we follow this team very closely, uh, us being Lightning fans. And so, of course, we are very appreciative and, and know very well what to expect out of 21. But it still seems like the rest of the league doesn't, which is a good thing. Now, I'm curious to see what happens when the rest of the National Hockey League wakes up and realizes, oh, Braden Point's actually a very good player. He's 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 a top level forward. Um, would probably be the top scorer on a good number of teams in this league. So, really, it I, I think that really. It's going to be interesting to see how <clears throat> this team plays going forward because I think if Point continues to get going, continues the role the way he's been playing, because I don't see anything. I mean, there will probably be some games. <clears throat> excuse me, my my voice is like going away right now. But really, if, if Point continues to roll and play the way he's playing, and there's going to be games where you're not going to be able to get anything out of him. That's just how it is. Guys aren't going to be able to continue this pace on a daily, nightly basis, whatever you want to say. It, I think that the Lightning are going to look at this as kind of an, a, a waiting period to see if Point and Stamkos continue to produce and then you could limit the COVID issues you know, it, I think the Lightning could 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 live with maybe one or two players missing here and there, but we can't have a situation like the other night. Last night, you know, they were fortunate to play a game, a team like Montreal. I think the situation would have been a lot different if they play a team such as the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, really. I, I think that if we could limit the COVID, I mean, you can't really limit. You just, you know, just hopefully players don't get it. And, you know, they don't, there's not situations where it spreads throughout the entire team. But I, I think that the Lightning are going to be looking at, at Braden Point and saying, can we ride 21 for the rest of the season so Kucherov doesn't have to come back? We don't have to rush him that fast because I think his timetable is about, I want to say early February right now. I wouldn't be surprised if he's back a little sooner than that. But at the same time, it I think it's all going to depend on a number of factors. What how the Lightning are playing at that moment in time. John Cooper thinks is right for the team at that time. And then thirdly, 
how Kucherov is feeling at that time. So really, I think, like I said, a lot of things, a lot of factors are going to come into play with Kucherov coming back. And I think Braden Point is one of those factors. So as it stands, you know, on the year, he's got nine goals, seven assists, 16 points. Uh, his shot percentage is 20.5, which is fantastic. And his faceoff percentage is f- almost 46, a shade under 46%. So get a guy like that back and and as well as, you know, two two game-winning goals on the season. So really, I think having him back in the lineup is really going to add a whole new dimension to this team that we haven't really been able to see in 14 games. And, and now that the Lightning have Taylor Radish playing at the level that he's playing at, I really think that the Lightning aren't going to, like I said, rush to try and get Kucherov back. So we'll we'll talk about all of that in in a little bit as I'm going to transition. Uh, if you're listening to us on the the podcast app, we're going to take a quick break in just a little bit. Um, but w- if you're watching us on YouTube, we're going to jump right into it right now. So looking at the schedule, at the schedule for the remainder of the month, as well as we're going to talk about January. As it stands right now, the Lightning have two games left tomorrow night. They'll be in Southern Florida against the Panthers, and then they will be back at home on New Year's Eve to face off against the Rangers. I've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks. I think that really the two games that really – were exciting me the most were these two games against the Panthers and the Rangers just because of how each team has been playing thus far throughout the entire season. So the Panthers, obviously, we all know what what to expect out of this team. They're they're one of the top teams in the league still, even though they have kind of lost some, some momentum in recent months. I mean, recent weeks, excuse me. Whereas the Rangers are an interesting team. And that is because... They have so much youth. They have so much depth. They're very, they they mirror the lightning to a certain extent. Obviously, the lightning are far more developed. Uh, there is maybe a few players on the Rangers that are, you, you probably see some Taylor Radish in those guys. Uh, obviously, one of their top young players is Alexis Lafreniere, who is is hot and cold here and there there'll be some games where he'll be very much involved and then there'll be some other games where you don't even notice that he's on the ice so really i i think that's going to be an interesting matchup just because they're i feel a lot more believe it or not even though they haven't had the recent success that the florida panthers have i think it's going to be a good measuring stick Obviously, there's going to be some players out for that game in terms of with, with COVID and injury and all that stuff. Uh, last time I checked, I believe Yorgev, the top goalie—I mean, not the top goalie, but one of their their goaltenders—who uh, who has the the talent to shut you out on any given night. It's going to be out for that. But Igor Shosturkin, it's going to be an interesting matchup and see how the Lightning could get to him. So to look at January now. If I could pull it up right here, here we go. So for the month of January, because I think that the these last two games, now we, we talk about how the Lightning are a team of momentum. And obviously you have to gain momentum by winning games. And I think those are going to be two very hard fought games. I think I don't, at this point in time, I wouldn't be surprised if both games go to overtime. Is it ideal? Not at all. But 
looking at the new year, the lightning after playing the, the Rangers on the 31st, New Year's Eve, will be heading to New York uh, and will be facing the Rangers at the Garden. Uh, for, for some of my listeners and you viewing at home, I'm, I'm up in New York, so hopefully I can make to that game, COVID per- permitting. You know, let's see what, what the, uh, Madison Square Garden has to say about all that. But then right after that, the Lightning head on to Columbus. Uh, Columbus is one of those teams where – they're they're kind of like I want to say Detroit in a way. Uh, they're they're not overly impressive. They play in a very good division, so their record one could say is a little construed just because they play in a very difficult, probably the best division in the National Hockey League. But at the same time, we we all know the history between these two teams, and there's going to be a hard fought t- game any given night Columbus and Tampa step on the on the on the same ice and then a couple of games that interest me right after that is Calgary and Boston Calgary has kind of tipped off the last couple of weeks uh to to end the year but Calgary got off to a hot start and and it's going to be very interesting to see how Tampa could handle a team who is who's very good on the offensive side of things as well as Boston kind of kind of just Again, going back to what their game was a couple of weeks ago, very hard fought game. That very physical, and I'm still not convinced that Boston is 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 a team that we should be taking seriously at this point in time. Yes, this last time these two teams met, three two overtime win for Tampa in Boston, but at the same time, now flipping the script back in Emily, I think it's going to be a totally different atmosphere. I think it's going to be the Lightning are going to be coming into this if all goes well with these first three games to begin the new year, I think that the lightning are going to be rolling into this game with a ton of momentum, a ton of confidence. And I wouldn't be surprised if the lightning, especially if everyone's healthy, that's the key factor here. If everyone's healthy, healthy, excuse me, I think the lightning could roll into this game and, and absolutely steamroll the Boston Bruins, because really what it comes down to, and I spoke about that on the last episode is that Boston, their goaltending situation, let's face it. It's not good. It's not good. There's there's nobody that Boston could bring out on every given night that is going to make me kind of skip scared for if the Lightning could get a goal or, or score a goal. Um, so I'm not too worried about that. It's all if the Lightning could manage the physical play of Boston. But obviously, we'll talk about that. You know, when the when that game comes, I'm not too worried about that just just yet. And then right after that, just to kind of continue looking at January, you have two very winnable games new jersey and buffalo on the road back to back uh really hope the lightning could come back and avenge that just very bad loss that they suffered at the hands of the devils uh a couple of weeks back and i believe it was yeah it was it was november but it still feels like it was yesterday um which was a 5-3 win And, and if you don't remember that the Lightning were up to, I believe they were out to a three nothing lead, and and it was just just a disaster of a game, where the Lightning just lost all momentum going into the sec at the end of the second period. So, looking at that, what really is going to interest me, and we have a long way to go, but it's going to be very interesting to see how the Lightning can continue to munch munch points because listen, playing all these games. As, as much as I said before that I don't mind playing extra minutes as long as the Lightning are picking up points here and there, it's going to take a toll on this team eventually, and, and it's going to wear down players. So really, 
we're going to be able to see whether or not this team, how worn down they are, how much of a toll this style of play, this 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 approach to winning games is going to take on them because they have a very tough three-game road trip uh, this, the second to last week, uh, the week of the 17th, excuse me, in January. And that is they're going to play the Kings, they're going to play the Ducks, and they're going to play the, the Sharks. All very highly competitive teams where the Lightning could go in there and and play very well and and win all three games and they could also go into that road trip and barely scrap out one so it's going to be interesting to really see and i think that's why as much as i don't care at this point in time you know you might hear me in a couple of weeks saying well you know you you said you didn't care but now look what's happening well obviously we want the lightning to win every game in regulation but that's just not how that's not what the cards are giving us right now so but yes if we're if there was ever a series to to really measure you know where the lightning are at physical wise fitness wise whatever you want to call it it's going to be that road trip in, in on the west coast so keep an eye on that and so why don't we wrap things up here you know if you want to follow the show you can follow uh, the show on Twitter at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, like I just said, and locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Give me a follow on Twitter at Danky Dank. That's D E N K Y D eight N K on Twitter. If you want to tweet to the show, we'll get back to you as soon as possible. We love to hear from all of you and please go give us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. Spotify now allows you to rate the show. So please give us a five-star rating. It really helps us build the show a lot more than what it is. And we can't do it without you and your help. So go ahead and do that and go ahead to our YouTube page. If you're watching this, you're already doing it. Uh, Follow us, turn on the notification. So as soon as the, the newest show drops, you're ready to go, you're ready to rock, you're ready to, to watch or listen however you want to follow the show. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.